happy Wednesday or happy whatever day you are listening to this episode. Uh, I'm going to apologize in advance for the drilling operation that is occurring outside of my window. Uh, but we're just going to power through, you know. Nevertheless, she persisted, right? So, you know, it's the new year now. We're all setting our New Year's resolutions. And one resolution that I want to put on all of our lists is about setting boundaries, figuring out what our boundaries even are and communicating them. So today I chat with Maria from Los Angeles who was feeling exhausted and burnt out, right, from always being there for her friends and her boyfriend, but feeling like it wasn't always necessarily reciprocated. Sound familiar? Right? A lot of us women, especially as empathic women, bear the brunt of emotional labor in our relationships. And oftentimes we forget to set up boundaries to what we give to our friends, to our family, which is a big one, and to our partners. Now this can often leave us feeling really tired and just empty because we're not leaving space for ourselves and we're not communicating when it's just all too much. Now, Maria wanted help with figuring out what her boundaries even were in her relationship and help with communicating those boundaries to her boyfriend, even though they've been together for five years. So I decided to bring in Adi and Sophie Jaffe, the power couple behind the Ignited podcast, to share their expertise and help us all reflect on our boundaries and start enacting them in our everyday lives. Because communicating what you need from the people in your lives may seem like it's too much to handle, but it's truly the only way to care for others because you cannot pour from an empty cup. And honestly, it is the only way to care for yourself. When I was growing up, I was always told that I was too much to handle. I was too loud, too opinionated, too demanding, just plain too much. Now, as an adult, I celebrate these qualities within myself and within the women I know. This is a call to action. This is a space to own your too muchness. This is too much to handle. I am so excited to welcome Too Much to Handle listener Maria to the show. Hi, Maria. Hello, Hannah. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, I'm so excited to meet you in person. I know. This is very exciting, and uh, I'm ready to get into it. Yeah, talk about some real shit. (laughs) Exactly. That is what this show is all about. Uh, You actually sent me a DM about some real shit, and you asked about setting boundaries in your life. You said whether it be a partner or family or friends or coworkers, how do you implement setting boundaries with people in your life that you love, but don't quite yet understand understand the boundary setting? And then you wrote, and I think a lot of people can relate to this part, I feel like as a kind, open-hearted, but says what's on my mind, woman, yes, girl, uh, I am often (laughs) perceived as being very accessible, which is my doing, 
but also can be very exhausting and sometimes not balanced. So I know that this resonates with me a lot and I'm sure a lot of other people who are listening to this right now, I'd love for you to sort of tell me a little bit more about your current experience with setting boundaries and expectations of where others are at with their emotional intelligences. And and that's something that you sort of um, mentioned in your DM. Yeah, I think, first of all, you're hitting the nail on the head with emotional intelligence. I think it's something that one is not taught in our schools. We don't have like a specific class to talk about, hey, if you're having these specific feelings or if you don't want you know this person to treat you this way here's how you should handle the situation we kind of talk about bullying in a very broad sense or Mm. we talk about uh even in family dynamics think about it you don't choose your family so so every you have all these personalities trying to get along and then there's a certain dynamic when you're young and then when you get older maybe you're setting boundaries that again it can be family it could be a relationship because that changes too how you are you know, in a relationship at 20 years old is way different than in your mid thirties. Mm, so your wants and needs, right? They change, they evolve. So I think for me, like my personality is bubbly and, and like I said, excited and kind of, I think people funny. So I think people think, oh, okay, I can kind of maybe not take advantage of that, like kindness for weakness kind of thing. Like, oh, I can maybe stretch her or I can, I can, oh, let's I'll tell her to go do these things and she'll be, um, maybe feel guilty to go do them. Mm. Or, you know, I overplan a lot because I feel guilt. Like, oh, I don't want to say no to this person because they kind of know, they kind of know how to work me sometimes. And I don't think it's malicious. I think that it's a natural thing and people, time is a big thing with boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Setting, setting time. Cause I give a lot of my time away sometimes to other people, not enough for myself. And so I'm just trying to draw the line with saying, Hey, maybe I need some time in tonight or, coming up with ways. And I think also the last part is being a woman and apologizing for things. Yep. Right. Not, you know, like I said, even though I'm a pretty dynamic personality, I still sometimes apologize and don't feel okay saying no to things. Right. And I find myself apologizing when I really don't mean to apologize. It's just, uh, I don't want to make someone feel bad. Right. So just setting those boundaries of asserting space and, you know, like I could take up my space and tell you what I want and not have to feel bad about it or feel guilty about it. Yeah. And so I, I'm dealing with that in friendships. I'm dealing with that in family and, and my relationship. I'm in a five-year relationship too. And just talking about needs and wants, I think that's a big thing and being okay with it. Yeah. I think, uh, I, one, I applaud you because I think you're uh, you know ahead of the game here because you know what boundaries are. You know that you want to be setting them. You're recognizing that your exhaustion, maybe your burnout is coming from not having those boundaries because a lot of the times when, especially as women, as nurturers, we want to hold space mm-hmm. for other people. But when, what we do is we take up so much space for others that we can't take up space for ourselves. And that becomes exhausting because nobody's caring for you. And as women, we tend to carry a lot of the emotional relation, emotional labor in all of our relationships. Um, I really want to get into the importance of setting boundaries and how even to figure out what your boundaries are. Because a lot of times we use this word boundaries, like I need to set boundaries, but sometimes we don't even know what that really means uh, in a way that's more tangible and actionable. So while I could talk about this forever. Uh, I am not an expert. And so I want to bring in some experts because I do think that everyone can benefit from creating healthy boundaries with the people in their lives. So I'm going to bring in Adi and Sophie Jaffe. Now, Adi comes from a hard science background with his PhD in psychology 
and is most well known for his expertise in the addiction and self-help space. Uh, he is a recovered addict himself. Now, Sophie is an iconic LA-based wellness influencer who has her own superfood company called philosophy. And Adi and Sophie started the Ignited podcast to inspire people to live ignited lives, where they chat with some of the world's top experts on all things relationships with yourself, with your partner, family, food, entrepreneurship, spirituality, you name it. So naturally, I thought that they would be perfect to help you through this and help us through this. So welcome to the show, Sophie and Adi. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Thank you for being here. I, I recently listened to one of your podcast episodes about setting boundaries, especially uh, with your family, Sophie, and going back and, and experiencing that. So I think you guys can offer a lot of uh, expertise here for, for Maria, but I would love if you can sort of tell us a little bit more about yourselves and your story so that we can better understand where you guys are coming from with your expertise and your advice. Sure. Thank you again for having us in that intro. Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of different directions of who we are that I could take this, but most importantly, we have a podcast that we talk about relationships and it's not just relationships to each other, it's relationships to everything. So um, one of my best friends came on and talked about her relationship to death because she lost her mom at a really young age to suicide. And so it's relationships to things in our lives. And Honestly, boundaries is something that comes up all the time. And Adi and I have been together now. We've known each other for 15 years and we've been married for 10, which is insane. <laughs> um, and we are very different people. We're very different humans. We process things differently, obviously, as to be expected. But you know, I come from a world, I didn't grow up with boundaries, which is why the podcast you listen to on Ignited, you know, I didn't grow up with many boundaries at all. So I've had to create them as I became an adult and figure out like, why does this feel funny? And why does this feel like insanity or the wild, wild west? Oh, because there's no boundaries and mm. I don't know what's safe and what isn't. And we've had to figure that out together. And what I've learned and we'll get to how, but what I've learned over time is that it actually gives us more freedom and allows us to experience healthier relationships to each other and people that we love by having these boundaries. And it's coming from a place of love. It's not saying I'm putting up a wall so that we can't be close. It's actually the opposite. It's allowing me to really feel the fullness of your love and who you are and, and the role you play in my life. But there's some restrictions around it so that we can both feel safe and know what the rules are. Yeah, that makes sense. What, I, like, what are boundaries and maybe a D you can sort of expound upon this with your expertise as a psychotherapist. Like what, what are boundaries? Like for people, I think we use that word so much. I think it's yeah. one of those words that especially in the self-help space in LA, we use a lot like this is my boundary, but I think a lot of people don't necessarily even know what that means. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. And, um, you know, you mentioned before Maria about thinking that people are, are not acting maliciously. I think that's a really good point to, to start this conversation from mm. because mm -hmm. we all have boundaries, whether we know we have them or not, they exist. They're in our head. They're in our brain. We go through life. And the vast majority of the time, people don't mess with them. They don't play with them because 
many of the rules we have for ourselves are, are similar to others. And so as long as my boundaries are the same as yours, I'll probably respect yours because I understand them and I believe them. So like, but I'll, I'll qualify that, right? We're going through this huge transformation in masculinity and male female relations. Part of that is around boundaries. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, women used to take it for granted that they would just get groped. Like they just, I mean, I, you know, it's kind of like a, almost like a semi joke on the subway in New York. If you lived in New York, that some guy will grab your ass. Um, That was, that's the boundary issue. Right. And, and the thing is you asked what boundaries are. Well, the way I like to talk about it to explain to people who've never really talked about it before with themselves or people close to them is we all have red lines. We have things in our lives that are just non-negotiables. Like if you cross this line with me, we're going to have a problem. Um, The issue is that oftentimes we haven't done the internal work to understand what those are before people break them. So, you know, Sophie mentioned um, a few of the arenas where we talk about it, but she talked about this, uh, the boundaries in around family. How much time does your family require of you? What do they expect that you will do at the drop of the hat for them? Um, what sort of information sharing do they take for granted with you? Right, Those sort of little elements that happen in families all the time, you share boundaries because you grew up together, but we all know family members who just are not that great at respecting other people's needs. And so they're the ones that'll ask for things all the time, or they're the ones that'll overshare information, right? They'll, you know, you're talking to your aunt. I'm totally making this situation up, by the way. You're talking to your aunt, and all of a sudden she's telling you about this thing that happened at work where she stole something, and her boss is really mad at her and about to fire her, but she doesn't want to tell you, you know, your mom, who's her sister. Like, she gets you into the, this nitty-gritty elements of her personal life when you don't have that relationship. Um, you might go, wait, this makes me really uncomfortable. I don't, now all of a sudden you're having me keep secrets. I don't, I don't want to keep secrets for you. I have no reason to want to keep secrets for you, et cetera. Um, we all have these red lines. They all exist. And the first time most of us become aware of them is when somebody crosses them. Mm. And, and when you talked about uh, the lack of maliciousness for other people, they, they didn't do it because they wanted to cross your boundary. They have some, they have a need and they're trying to fulfill that need. And they're looking around, looking for who can fulfill this need for me. I need help moving today. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's Sunday and I'm hanging out with my family and I already have a whole day. Why didn't you tell me three weeks ago? You get, you know, something along those lines. So yeah. we all have them. Um, the job that we try to do when you're talking about people constantly discussing their boundaries is a really important first part. And that is we need to define our boundaries. Nobody is going to respect our boundaries if we don't even know what they are. Mm-hmm. They'll respect theirs, but not ours. Uh, do you think you make a really good point that resonated with me and I'm sure a lot of our listeners in that oftentimes it takes for a boundary to be crossed to recognize that we have a boundary there. And sometimes we can't even put words to it. We can't verbalize it, right? We just feel like, ooh, that didn't feel right. You know, that just felt like it you have that gut feeling, especially as women, we have that like insane gut feeling where like, "Mm, no, there's something off with that. Um, And so I think what we're 
you know, trying to do in this episode. Uh, we'll see how effectively we can do that in the next 20 minutes. Um, uh, you know, get around that so that we have the boundaries set up so that we know what they are and can sort of navigate life with the knowledge of those boundaries. Because I think yeah. even when we have that conception of a boundary, we're doing things a little bit more proactively in general to, you know, avoid it getting crossed. Does that make sense, Maria? Do you feel like that resonates with what you're sort of experiencing? Oh, exactly. Exactly. And because, right, you don't, you don't have the verbiage or the communication. So now you're identifying this boundary, but then what tools follow that even, mm. right? So, okay, now I've identified it. Now it's happening. Now I'm feeling right? Because I'm, maybe I'll feel emotional for feeling like a boundary was overstepped, Yeah, but I need to be reasonable too. Um, and also, yeah, this is all resonating that I need to figure out how to, okay, maybe avoid this situation or when this person does this to me, be able to communicate in a very um, effective way, in a way that works for both of us. Hey, listen, I'm not into that right now. And it just diffuses the situation. I find emotions make it very hot too, especially with family members. I think, um, yeah, I think for me, um, like you're, you said, Maria, you're really bubbly and open. Like I have so many people that I love to have in my life. They're in and out. You know, I love having relationships with all types of people. I love feeling really close. I love so much about other human beings being in my life. And so to me, it almost felt counterintuitive to create a boundary because I'm like, I don't want to create boundaries. I don't want to feel less close to someone, but that doesn't go hand in hand. Um, so this quote, I always come back to when I'm needing to, when I'm feeling stuck. Um, it says, and then I learned the spiritual journey had nothing to do with being nice. It was about being real, authentic, having boundaries, honoring my space first, others second. And in this space of self-care, being nice just happened. It flowed, not motivated by fear, but by love. Just hear, hearing yeah. those words bring me comfort and remind me this is something I'm doing for myself because I am the most important person. I need to put my oxygen mask on first. And as someone, I'm a mom of three. Again, I have so many amazing relationships, but that doesn't mean that I love them less by creating a boundary. It just means I love myself more and that there, I do have an internal limit. I might not always be able to put my words on it, but it's there. And certain experiences help bring out what that boundary is once it's crossed or touched upon. And that's why we have to live life and have very full, amazing relationships and go there and challenge ourselves beyond our growth edge and what we think is comfortable so that we can articulate what our boundaries are. And so for me, it's a very like, I want to live life fully. I don't want to put myself in a box. I'm not creating boundaries to put myself in a box. I'm actually creating boundaries so I can go out and play more and be exactly. more- so exactly. I think you make such a great point with that quote, because I think a lot of the times, especially as women, and Maria, you mentioned this, this at the top of the podcast, in dealing with saying no with our time, like we hate to say no, um, and, and we want to say sorry and things like that, and you're worried about being mean, because girls are always told that they should be nice girls, you know, and things like exactly. that, but at the same time, like you can't pour from an empty cup. So you have to fill yourself, you have to be more joyful so that you can then enrich the lives of your friends, your family, your relationships more fully, better because you're having that feeling of fullness within yourself because you respected yourself. When you're feeling that exhaustion, that burnout, do you ever feel like when you're giving to others, you get a little resentful? Right. 
Sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But it all goes back to self. Like you said, it's like you can deflect all day, but it all, it's all about the work on yourself. And so like for me personally, like I, I've never been to therapy. That's something mm. that wasn't, I'm from the East coast. So like, you know, New Jersey family, very Italian, you know, you know, you talk, you talk about your feelings, you yell about them and then you go to bed and then it's washed the next day, you know, like that's, <laughs> you know, it's a forget about it thing, but it's, and I also grew up in, you know, theater. So it was weird. I had that dynamic where I was expressing mm. myself, my feelings. I had an outlet, you know, thank God for a kid like me, you know, and now as an adult, but still like, I didn't feel like, um, and, and like I said, with any of my relationships, everyone just kind of moved forward. It's like, okay, yeah, this thing happened. Move on, move on, move on, suppress, suppress, mm. suppress. So yeah. now that I've never been to therapy, I'm actually, I'm going to go this year. I changed my health. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to go, I'm going to enter therapy for the first time. And, and I'll be honest with you. I'm a little terrified, but I'm also excited because again, I'm just looking for more active ways to be better myself and to manage all those relationships. Kind of like you said, like I do have a lot of friendships and relationships going in and out. And sometimes I want to be a homebody and sometimes I want to go out. It's both. And I think the balance, like you said too, Hannah, it's a balance. I want to, I want to just say, Hannah, you mentioned, uh, you can't pour from an empty cup. That's definitely true. I think when it comes to that oxygen mask analogy that Sophie used before, it goes one level beyond though. You can't fill a cup that's cracked and broken either. So mm. you wow, can yeah. try to feed yourself all the good stuff. I go to yoga. I drink green juice. I, uh, <laughs> you know, I walk around outside, but if you feel full of resentment and anxiety and, and, and you feel broken because you don't have these solid boundary bound relationships, then even when you pour the good stuff in, it's, it just flows out. It's just, you know, you, you don't get to maintain it. So I think it's really important to keep, think of boundaries, think of the word, the structure, right? Mm -hmm. Literally, like it's important to keep the structure of your life. And I want to, I think we're going to get into the actual like advice yeah. here in a second. So I want to just yeah. say this one thing. Yes, it's true until red lines get crossed, until boundaries get crossed, you don't realize you have to work on them. But here's the, my hope from something like this. My hope from this is that you get to learn the following. Um, you only need one boundary to get crossed to realize you have boundaries. You don't have to have each and every single boundary crossed. So mm. you have psychological boundaries, you have emotional boundaries. I was just writing some categories down here. Behavioral, sexual, social, temporal, um, physical, material, spiritual boundaries. You have all of those, right? What am I okay with in my material world? What am I not? What am I okay with socially? What am I okay with in my job? Time-wise, like what are my boundaries around time? How much time do I need in the morning for myself? All these things are areas of your life that you can have boundaries around. And the moment we have a conversation like this, you're going to talk to us about one or two or a couple of boundaries that you feel maybe had been violated and how do I put them in place? But my suggestion to you is start understanding for yourself the definitions of all your boundaries in all these areas before they get crossed. Because here's the magic. I think most people are good. If you define your own boundaries for yourself, and then you go to your friends, your boyfriend, your mom, whoever, and you say, hey, you know, I realized I did some work and I realized that these things are important to me. Um, I'd like to talk to you about how we figure out a way to maintain them so that my structure, my psychological, my emotional, my life structure is solid. Most people go, oh my God, sure, I'd love to do that for you. But if you don't communicate it, they have no idea that they're breaking them. I think that's, I, I think that's the core of this, right? Is communicating those boundaries and figuring out how to communicate this boundary. Now, Adi, you mentioned time. And Maria, it sounds like 
from your situation, time seems to be one of the biggest boundaries that you're sort of grappling with. And as Oprah says, it is our most precious resource. So I do think that a lot of people um, can sort of uh, identify with that, like how they sort of allocate their time to different things without being felt like they're spreading themselves too thin. So uh, Dee and Sophie, how can you communicate that? Especially, I mean, you said you have been with somebody, Maria, for five years. How after five years do you say, hold up, you know, this is, this is crossing a boundary for me when something's become probably pattern? Can you give us a, is there an example? Maria, do you have sure. a... Sure. Yeah, of course. There's tons of examples. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, We're going to no, be here until uh, midnight. <laughs> how much time do you have? Um, no, I think uh, specifically in my relationship, yeah, like things, you know, sometimes it's funny because it's sometimes mechanical things. Like, for instance, like cleaning up after, you know, like, like I, I, I have a very maternal instinct. So I, I will want to clean up after my boyfriend, run around, whatever. And I just need to let him do it for himself or whatever it is. Like, that's just like one specific example. I know that's probably a really common one and it sounds ridiculous, but I, it's like you said, with routine and time, it's these daily things that we let kind of get in the way or, um, you know, maybe understanding now five years, you know, into the relationship, I want to do different things maybe, or I just expect certain things to be done that I don't want to have to maybe like hint at them or something. Right. And it's, and he's, he's a great guy and he, he provides and everything. But I mean, specifically like, learning as time goes on and I'm sure it goes vice versa, right? For him as well. I have to be listening to what he's going through as well. So I think just the, you know, specifically those daily routines, sometimes I feel like breaking those habits. Yeah. I think big one. Yeah. I think focusing and living together. Yeah. I think for me personally, when I'm hearing a boundary or when I'm hearing a shift or a change in someone that I love, I really appreciate them making it about them. So if you're just kind of like, you know, I know we've been together for five years and I love our time together and I only want to grow and be closer and make this relationship that much more powerful. I'm feeling like we're stuck in a few habits that aren't really serving either of us and our greatest good, you know, like it's not serving him either, right? It's not serving yeah, him no, for you to enable him. So, you know, it's not really, if I'm fe- starting to create a little bit of resentment in my body when I'm picking up your dishes and doing them after I just made dinner. Like I would like a little bit more, um, of a give, give and take in, in the housework specifically in this way, you're amazing in this way. I feel like we've got it down when it comes to stuff around the house. I would just really love if we could find a way so that we both feel like we're contributing equally. Um, because I don't want to feel resentful towards you. I love you so much. And um, you know, and just kind of expressing it from a place of, of self, here's what I'm needing. Here's what I would like, here's what I'm feeling, yeah. you know, yeah. and really keeping it on the feelings instead of pointing fingers. Cause the minute that we point fingers at each other, mm. it's over. The conversation's over. Like, but you haven't done this in two weeks. Like what you're keeping tabs like that hurts my feet. And then it's like, the, you can't even hear anymore. Mm, so really yeah. keeping it on the feeling on you. Do you have anything to add Adi? Yeah, um, I would actually even initially stay away from it's not serving either of us. I would just stay on me. Yeah. Um, I feel a distance be- between us 
when that happens because these little resentments, it's not even big stuff. It's little stuff, but it keeps collecting and I don't want to have this distance. So I realized I never actually said this to you. I never asked you mm-hmm. for what I've been needing. I have a, I have a couple that I've worked with. The wife, it's, it's a complex story, but the long story of it is the wife had been doing the dishes, like setting them up in the, um, in the dishwasher for years. And then she stopped and the husband took over the duty. She hated how he did it, but because he was loading up the dishwasher, she didn't say anything for five years, guys, for five years. Now, every night he would do this and every night she would get angry. And I would go, I just remember asking, how many fights have you guys gotten into later in the night? Because you were actually mad about the dishes. Right. <laughs> Instead of one day just saying, you know what, man, I, it hurts. Like I want to throw up when I see you set up the dishwasher. <laughs> I go into convulsions. I don't know how to say this yeah. to you. Do you mind if I show you how I would love for you to do it? Yeah. And then they can have a conversation about it. But five years, she didn't say anything. And, and the yeah. reason this is important. We're not mind readers. Nobody is a mind reader. Sophie sometimes thinks that she is. I sometimes sometimes think I am, but nobody reads minds. There's this video, maybe you can put a link to it. It's, it's on YouTube. It's yeah. called like, the magic bin or the magic table. I forget what it is, but it's an Australian video um, of a guy whose girlfriend gets really mad that um, he doesn't pick up after himself. Have you ever seen this video? Mm-mm. Oh my God, you're going to watch this thing. You're going <laughs> to cry laughing. Like maybe snot will come out. Um, <laughs> He goes, no, you don't understand. This is a magic bin. I put my laundry anywhere near it. And uh, the next day it shows up folded and, and clean and it smells really good. I don't know. It's happened ever since we moved into this house. And she looks at him like he's insane. Obviously, it's an exaggeration. But look, remember before I said nobody's doing anything maliciously. If you're picking up after somebody all the time, what on earth? would make them want to go pick up after themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, do you want to go clean up randomly after your people in the street? No. So <laughs> if you do that for them, they won't do it. They're enabled. Um, oh, yeah. such, by the way, such an amazing lesson. Sophie and I now have three kids, such an amazing lesson in a relationship. Do you then get to impart on your kids later in life? Mm. Because Kids do the exact same thing. They will not clean up one thing if you keep cleaning everything up for them. And some of us have lived in houses like that. And then they become adults that don't <laughs> clean up. No, literally. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a thing. It's a Adi's, thing. Adi's sister didn't do her own laundry till this year, and I still don't even know if she does it regularly. <laughs> but her, his, his mom, they lived in New York City, and she would yeah. go pick up her laundry, do it. She would take it in a cab home, do the laundry, and bring it back. Like, my mom didn't even do my laundry when I was 12, much less 22. But like, wouldn't you love that? Wouldn't that be amazing, amazing. if somebody would offer you free laundry It's a service? laundry service. <laughs> Happened to be by your mom. Like, what? Yeah. And it's true. Everyone has a different experience. I mean, that's a really, yeah. that's a great point too. Like, that's just even opening my eyes, right? Everyone has a different learned experience. So, yeah. so many of us, right? And especially co- co-living together, you know, mm-hmm. co-existing yeah. in a space. It's, it's. I had a laundry yeah. shoe in one house we lived in. I would literally put my clothes in a chute. And it I never even saw the basket. <laughs> the next day, they would be back in my drawers. Right. Um, now my Why mom- would he know to go do laundry? No one's expected that of him. <laughs> so I think I, I, love, I love that we're joking about this because I think there's a, people sometimes get too serious about mm-hmm. boundaries because they blame other yeah. people for not respecting their own boundaries. When they 
didn't even know that they had them until they were crossed. You didn't know the first two years of cleaning up after him that it would lead to this, but now it's making you feel unhappy. So it's fine. Share it from your heart. There's nothing wrong with having feelings and that those feelings can change over time. And the the stages of it. So we're we're talking about defining them and then communicating, which is important, Mm -hmm. but then you have to maintain and protect them Mm because your boundaries will change over time. And so it's a good idea to check in with yourself. Hey, remember I told you this was okay last year. It's no longer okay. I told you this wasn't okay a year ago and now it is. Like keep communicating and checking in with yourself. And then obviously, I hope this next one is obvious. If you're going to ask other people to protect your own boundaries and respect yours, you better respect theirs, right? Um, So a really nice follow-up to the conversation you're kind of thinking in your head of how to have with your partner to say, by the way, as I'm having this conversation with myself, I'm wondering if you are having your boundaries stomped all over and I'm not realizing it. Yeah, He might have these things in place as well. Sophie and I found that when you have, when you don't have these conversations, when things are falling apart, when, there are, when the boundaries have already been crossed, you're having them ahead of time. Mm-hmm. They're a lot easier to have. They're a lot more productive because yep. your partner wants to serve the relationship. I want to serve my relationship mm-hmm. with Sophie. If Sophie, all Sophie's doing is like giving me a tip of how to do that better. Not because I messed up, but because she cares about our relationship. Yeah. I think yeah, that's such a, a piece of love. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, no, yeah. and I think, no, I think you're right, Maria. And I think you're right. Adi, I think oftentimes, especially as women, because sometimes we are, we can't read minds, but we're very intuitive, right? And we like to nurture and we like to sort of sometimes think about how we can preempt somebody else's needs so that they are taken care of. And then we get frustrated that our partner or our spouse or whomever isn't doing the same back. Where, as we kind of talked about, they haven't been necessarily like socially uh, ingrained with that same sort of thought processes, right? And so, I mean, in my personal relationship, I am very uncomfortable with saying, I want this. I need this. I'm like, I just want you to know, like, I just want you to know that the laundry needs to be done or whatever it is. But when I give like, I'm like, no, the laundry needs to get done today. Can you help me out? Or can you not help me out? I'm learning to not say that part, but like, can we can do this together? Or, you know, really help me if we did this or whatever it is. He's like so happy. He's yeah. like great. Like he wants to help, but sometimes he just doesn't know how, right? He's like, sure. yeah, he's just like, oh, it's like, oh, great. Uh, let me do this. Let me do that. Great. Like, thank you for that guidance. Like they actually like, like I've found that when I communicate what I want and what I need, people are so grateful for guidance because they love you, right? They, they want to give, they want to better the relationship, but sometimes people don't know how. Yeah, sure. A hundred percent. And also look, we live in a world where relationships are uncertain. They're always uncertain. So mm-hmm. you're always in a, this slight state of anxiety about, am I doing the right thing? somebody straight coming out to you and saying, here's what I need. It's like, it's like handing you the book to the relationship. That's all you've wanted is the manual the entire time. And somebody is saying, here are my, and again, like if, if you, the people who are listening to this, go back and listen to the list of all the areas of, of, um, boundaries. You know, Sophie and I have done a lot of couples work with couples who are struggling. Most couples, I don't know if this is true for you, Maria, and I'm not, I don't mean to pivot this on you real quick. Most <laughs> couples have never had a conversation about their sexual boundaries. They've never had a conversation about what feels good, what doesn't feel good, what they love, and what they don't ever want done to them again. 
it's more like the grin and bear it so you can have a little bit of what you want technique. Um, start having these conversations. If your partner yeah. really cares, as you just mentioned, Hannah, they're going to love the information. They're going to go, oh my God, all I've wanted to do was do the things you want. So I will now do more of those things on the list. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think it goes back to like a friend of mine was just teaching me about the love languages, like the way we receive and the way you give. Right. And, and it's such a, an interesting thing because we don't know to ask, like I said, that's not a natural instinct. Like, again, I'm the kind of person who will maybe give advice or listen to a friend for an hour, but maybe not interject what's going on in my own life. And then the hour's up and then I'll feel maybe unfulfilled, but then I need to change the conversation or I need to learn to, you know, let that person know it's nice when you ask about this thing, you know, I can, I can reteach people, but it's not a natural thing for me to do because I feel like I'm asserting myself or telling someone how to do something. But the more I do it, the more I feel comfortable with it. Yeah. That's the thing. All of this is with practice, you know, like what you were describing with your boyfriend, Hannah, you know, we have two personal assistants and same thing happened. We like moved into a new home and I had new needs, but I was nervous to ask. And then I asked Adi's assistant, like, can you just help in these areas? And she's like, yes, I've been wanting to help, but I just don't want to overstep. She wants to help. She's eager. She's sitting there ready. She has the time. She's here. But I just didn't know how to ask. And I felt bad and guilty. And it keeps coming back to that, like, programming as women where we want to people please. We want everyone to love us. We want to be nice. You know what? It's her job. But she wants to help. She wants to be of service, but she can't if I don't give her the tools. And same with your partner. Your partner in all ways wants to do what you need, what you want, be in partnership with you. Let's, relationships are hard enough. Let's make it a little bit easier by just saying when we figure out what we need and if we've, a boundary has been crossed, just express it. Just start to practice that like a muscle. Yeah. yeah and it then, all resonates. Yeah. And then for Maria and for, for viewers listening as we sort of wrap this up, uh, Sophie and Andy, what are some tangible tips like that Maria and our listeners can take like as soon as we log off today to start one, figuring out their boundaries, which I think might be a huge hurdle at first and two, um, begin the process of feeling comfortable to express them. I think the first thing in being comfortable to express them is just to practice that language of just what you're feeling and what you're needing. And that can be like, just practice it with the coffee. You know what? I'm, if someone gives you the wrong order at Starbucks and you don't express yourself and then you're torturing yourself, if they keep like three pumps of sugar in there and you didn't ask for that and you're just like grinning and bear it or throw it out. What's the point of that? You just waited in line, wasted your time. You really wanted that coffee the way you wanted it. Practice it. Go back and say, hey, I actually didn't ask for sugar. Or say that you asked for the wrong milk because you weren't thinking, hey, I'm really sorry. I made a mistake. You know, stand back in line. Don't be an asshole. But like, stand back in line. (laughs) I wanted coconut milk. This is almond milk. My mistake. I'm so sorry. I'm willing to pay for it. If so, but I don't want to torture myself. Just start to express it and practice it. Even with the coffee, even at the grocery store, you know? It's funny. At first, I thought you were going to say, like, practice it to the coffee cup. (laughs) <laughs> by the way here's the thing you know practice i find is practice i find a yeah. lot of times we need to say the thing a couple of times like literally our mouth needs yeah. to exhale using those words even if there's nobody in the room that makes sense right mm-hmm. don't do it in your head literally practice it out loud say hey you know 
I really would love to talk about this thing. Just say it. Cause then if you've said it a few times to yourself or to the coffee cup or to the woman or man uh-huh. at Starbucks, then, um, you ha- your body knows how to do it. Your brain knows how to do I've it. I've actually done that on the way to really intense conversations with friends about boundaries and, you know, or difficult subjects. I've had conversations of how I would like to express myself out loud to myself. The weirdest mm-hmm. time you're going to say yeah. it is the first time. So don't make that the time in front of the person where it really matters. Make it in another Be setting. confident. Now, so that's one tip. Practice saying the stuff. That's important. The second one is go back to that list, psychological, emotional, behavioral, social, temporal, physical, material, spiritual boundaries. Go back to that list. Even if you only find one in each category, you've got boundaries in each one of those categories. Start writing them out. It's, it's again, it's practice. Initially, they'll be really broad, like materialistic. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to be homeless. I don't know. Like think of things that matter in that category and start writing them down. You know, if you've done any work, if any of you have ever listened to anything about the concept of, you know, Sophie talks about manifestation a lot in our work or visualizations, this also works for that. If you know your boundaries, the world that you walk in will all of a sudden be different because you put pen to paper and you realize I'm not okay with these things. When they pop up, trust me, you will notice them in a split second and go, oh my God, that was on my do not take list. I got to do something about this now. Yeah. I think that is so, so helpful and something that everybody, uh, Maria included, can take home today. Uh, Maria, I am so grateful for you uh, listening to the podcast and supporting the podcast and then coming on the podcast and being open and vulnerable and sharing your story. Uh, and again, Adi and Sophie, thank you so much for helping us learn how to establish healthy boundaries and figure out what that even means within ourselves because healthy boundaries are different for every single person. Uh, so you can find Adi and Sophie and hear more of their wisdom on their podcast, Ignited, or follow them on Instagram at ignited.me. Uh, and then you can follow them individually at Dr. Adi Jaffe and at sophie.jeffy. Guys, if you are listening to this and you have a question and want to be featured on the next episode, please send me a DM at Hannah Cranston or email tmthshow at gmail.com. And please be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And also please rate and review because we're going to be coming at you every Wednesday. So buckle up because it's going to be too much to handle. See you next week.